I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Leslie Korn, Dr. Leslie Korn. She's joining me to talk about her latest book, Natural Woman, Herbal, Herbal Remedies for Radiant Health at Every Age and Stage of Life. Welcome to the show, Dr. Korn. Well, thank you so much. I had you on the show, I guess, several years ago, and I'm glad we stayed in touch. Um, I looked at your book and I thought, this is right up my alley. I am so glad because you are a woman with verve and uh, energy, and that is who this book is for. It's really designed to support us from birth through the last breath and keep us healthy and energized and balanced. So I'm, I'm delighted to be back with you. Well, what's also interesting is I also find that this book is for people like myself who early on didn't have the verb, <laughs> the verb, excuse me, um, because I, I was addicted to junk food. I had eczema. I had all these issues with food and different things. And it was always like some pharmaceutical thing that was supposed to, you know, jump to my rescue. And I love looking at natural remedies to really promote um, well-being and natural aging. So this is great. Absolutely. You know, I think in a lot of ways, we are not always taught that nature heals and nature gives us so many resources to get healthy and stay healthy. And it's often just the experience that you've described. So many of my patients have said the same thing. And I certainly have too, which is you go to the limit of trying to figure out with medicines or any number of things that are synthetic. And then you finally get that nature has an answer for us with herbs and foods. And in this book too, I address rituals and, and all of the energetics around self-care. Well, and self-care is a topic that's very close to my heart. I know that when you really take care of your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health, everything else in your life seems to fall into play. I feel like it definitely makes you more resilient to whatever gets thrown at you. Absolutely. You know, in our ancient ancestors, it used to be very common as a ritual when we reached the age of 12 or 13 that we underwent some kind of a stress ritual or an inoculation ritual. Maybe we were thrown out into the jungle for 10 days on our own to figure it out and eat weeds and roots and mm. find our way back home or maybe into the desert. And that was really an idea that when we came of age, we would become inoculated. We would build our resilience by managing stress and we could draw upon that inner strength in future times when we had stressors. And I think that's a really big missing piece in our lives these days. Yes. So how did you decide to write this book? Was there something that transpired in your life? Well, I uh, this is my book number nine, and I keep thinking I've said it all, and then something <laughs> keeps emerging. 
I was so lucky when I was 20 to find myself traveling and I ended up in the jungle of Mexico and you and I were talking that I'm from the East Coast also. Yes. And I could not wait to hightail it out of Boston. And when I landed in the jungle, no cars, no roads, no electricity, barefoot, wow. and no doctors. And I was just happy as could be, and I felt like I'd found home. I then got sick with absolutely everything possible, and I had the opportunity to really become my own laboratory mm -hmm. and learn from local herbalists and healers. And that really catapulted me onto my journey studying herbal medicine and traditional ways of, of healing. And even for, the, for something is so, it's very common is sleep. I used to think, oh, you know, I, I'm having trouble sleeping and I discovered herbal tea and just natural things to help me sleep. Um, has that played a role in writing this book? Absolutely. So many people have sleep problems and even more so now. I Again, nature regulates our sleep with what's called circadian rhythm, light and dark. We're supposed to get up when it's a light and go to bed when it's dark. How many of us actually do that? But on top of that, nature's given us lots of plant sedatives and nervines and anti-anxiety plants for sleep, like chamomile mm -hmm. targets the GABA receptors in the brain, which help us relax and sleep. Valerian, hops, and passion flower all work together synergistically, targeting those neurotransmitters that help us sleep. And then of course, nature's given us lots of fibers and probiotics, which actually help grow, again, the chemicals in our gut that help us sleep. So the wonderful thing about nature is she's redundant. She gives us lots of ways of managing, in this case, our sleep. And I, I noticed um, at the very beginning of the book, you even talk about there's a whole list of things and how um, you can heal naturally, but antidepressives, uh, there are herbs for that as well. Like you talk about lemon balm and oats and different things. Yes. You know. uh, so many uh, really, the you know, most pharmaceuticals actually are synthesized from plants. We've oh, got pharmaceutical researchers scavenging the world, looking for these plant substances. Many, many of our medicines actually are derived from herbs. Let's take, for example, the coca leaf. Now, I'm not advocating the use of cocaine, but if you look at where cocaine comes from, it actually comes from a plant and how it's used in nature is the leaf is chewed and it does not lead to a cocaine addiction because a lot of vitamins and minerals are part of the active energizing substance of the coca leaf. Think about sugarcane. It's a wonderful plant that's sweet, rich in fiber and minerals and vitamins. Nature doesn't give us refined sugar. Nature gives us the whole plant. And that's what protects us from the side effects. So when we've extracted all of these active substances and concentrate them, yes, it can lead to an effect, but it also leads to side effects. And one of the things that I focus on with my patients is helping them get off or stay off 
psychotropics, antidepressants, benzodiazepines, because nature gives us these natural plants to use instead of these medications. And we do have a huge population that are on antidepressants. It is. It's really an epidemic. And so we've got an epidemic of depression. Boy, we could spend a lot of time talking about why. Yes. But also, let's remember, these antidepressants don't really work very well. And they've got lots of side effects. So I'm all for trying the natural route. Yeah. Um, You also talk about, which kind of made me giggle, how you were growing milk thistle in your yard and um, a quote unquote sheriff knocked at your door and told you to remove it. Is that milkweed? Not milkweed, milk thistle. I didn't know if it was related. Okay. Yes. Um, Well, there are these so-called invasive plants. Mm -hmm. In this case, milk thistle is dangerous to livestock, but this was in the suburbs out of Seattle. (laughs) So I did not often see a cow walking by and chewing on my milk thistle. Do you know that milk thistle is a preeminent herb for liver health? And we have an epidemic of diabetes, of fatty liver disease, of hep C, Mm -hmm. and milk thistle is our preeminent herb. It contains a substance called silmarin. And not only do humans benefit, but we treat dogs with milk thistle too, who have liver problems. So uh, many of the things we benefit from our animals can as well. You you also have... um different recipes and so much um, inspiration here. How long did it take you to write this book? Well, I could say uh, to put it all on paper, it probably took me about a solid year, but this book really represents 40 years of study, knowledge, practice. I like to joke that I studied in the jungle of Mexico and I studied in the jungle of Harvard to really gain my understanding about herbal medicine. So um, I think it was a long time in the making and I've really been fortunate to collect recipes from all over the world, particularly working with indigenous cultures. I I'm I was smiling when I was reviewing the book because I thought here we are in a quarantine and for something that happens to a person that seems minor, it would be great to know some home remedies. Are there some like common thing things like somebody burns themselves? What would they do? Well, you know, in Mexico, it's a very common practice to keep an aloe vera plant right outside your front door. Mm -hmm. It's thought to bring you luck, but it also is right close to the kitchen in case you burn yourself while cooking. And you're right, during quarantine, I think there's been a real uptick in not only making our home remedies, making some elixirs, herbal elixirs and liqueurs to cope with the stress and help us relax. Um, There are also wonderful spices that I encourage everyone to use. Make some curries or chai because, you know, the Indians really understand the value of mixing all of these spices and herbs like turmeric and cardamom and ginger and garlic as anti-inflammatories because under stress right now, we can have a little bit more inflammatory process. And the key, as you talked about earlier, to anti-aging mm-hmm. is to keep that inflammation down. And so can, use your kitchen as your pharmacy. 
Yeah, I was going to say it could be simple as you're making some rice, throw some curry in, throw some turmeric, you know. Absolutely. Even throw some saffron in, you know, when you've had some of that beautiful yellow saffron rice, there is significant scientific research that saffron is an antidepressant. And so there, this, this is what I write about in the book, all of the herbs and spices and what they're good for. Did you know oregano is a very good natural antibiotic? You know, I had heard that because I take olive leaf and uh-huh. I heard that, um, and I take t- uh, turmeric, but I, I heard that oregano oil is very good for you. Yes, it is. It's good for you, but not for more than one month at a time. Okay. It's, it's very strong. And so uh, use it for a month and then go off of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing about herbs and spices too. Some things you can take every day for the rest of your life. Let's say coffee is a wonderful plant for cognition, a cup of coffee in the morning, uh, but too much of it will put you over into anxiety. But mm-hmm. there are some things like uh, oregano that maybe you use for a month at a time because it can be very profound in its effects. Now, growing up, I was always car sick. I still get car sick. And I would always be very nauseous and then I would fall asleep in the back of my dad's car. But as I've gotten older, I've learned the power of ginger and ginger extract. And you talk about that as well. Yes, ginger is a wonderful herb for anti-nausea. It's good for morning sickness as well, uh, or car sickness or, or traveling on, on the water. It's a profound anti-inflammatory. You remember hearing the phrase a COX-2 inhibitor, which were some old line medications for arthritis. Well, ginger root is a natural COX-2 inhibitor. And with my patients with arthritis, I recommend a combo of fresh ginger root and turmeric tea. Add a little bit of raw honey and drink that every day just to keep the pain down and keep the inflammation down. And it's just such a good all-round anti-nausea, appetite stimulant. Let's say you have cancer and you've lost your appetite. Wonderful herbal combination for that as well. That's fantastic. What else would you like people to know about your book? Well, I've got so many chapters in the book that not only go over the types of herbs and very specific range of herbs and what they're good for, but also lots of recipes and spices. I also have a chapter on what's called spirit plants. These are the plants that nature has given us to naturally and consciously alter our consciousness. I think we're facing so many challenges of addictions and so much of addiction is about survival from trauma. It's about loss of purpose and loss of hope. And yet nature has given us plant substances that we can use to relinquish addictive behaviors and restore a sense of connection. Whether you're religious or spiritual, it doesn't really matter. What I think we're all looking for is a greater sense of purpose, connection to the natural world. And so I talk about the ritual use of peyote, of ayahuasca, even of kava kava, which is a ritual plant that has very profound anti-anxiety effects. And so 
uh, I think this is another way to round out our approach to understanding. You remember our old friend, Nancy Reagan, who would say, just say no. We know that doesn't really work. Right. Uh, and in that regard, I address the medicinal properties of cannabis as well and how to really understand the use of cannabis for physical and mental health. And I think with this kind of educated approach, we can work with our young and our elders as well as ourselves to really make conscious decisions about what we need for our well-being. Now, where can people find out more about you? I have a website, Dr. Leslie Korn, K-O-R-N.com, and we're just about to launch my education website in the next week or two, but you'll be able to get me through there, uh, through DrLeslieKorn.com, and if you uh, want to contact me, my uh, contact form is there. I've got excerpts from this book. I've got lots of free blogs Great. Uh, and, and short courses, and I've got courses for health professionals as well. That's fantastic. I want to thank you so much and congratulations on your book. It feels very timely right now. Oh, thank you so much. I'm always delighted to see you. And um, I think it is timely because people are staying home and they're exploring their self-care and preparation of their own foods and herbs. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Korn. My pleasure, Janine. Thank you so much.